First and foremost, I'd like to give a special thanks to the Curious Girl Diaries, whom we collaborated with for this episode. There's a second part to this episode where they interviewed Ritzy and myself. Check it out by either following the links in the episode or by visiting thecuriousgirldiaries.com. We recorded for an hour and split the time between her podcast and ours. And as a result, this episode is slightly shorter than some of our usual episodes. Regardless, enjoy, and thank you for listening. And remember, stay kinky, my friends. You're listening to a Kink in the Chain podcast. And welcome to the Kink in the Chain podcast. I'm your host, Rob Squirrel. And today, as always, we have our lovely Ritzia. Hello, world. It's good to have you all. And today, we have Layla from the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. How are you doing today? I am fucking great. How are you? Oh, we're, we're doing pretty good, I think. Yeah, we're doing awesome. <laughs> yes. Although, although Ritzia is down here on the floor because of a, uh, an injury. but uh... That's fine. I'm going to get over it. Oh no! So the podcasting never stops. No, so you know, <laughs> right? You guys work. are you guys are a slave to it. You love it. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> so we had some questions for you. If you had a little bit of time today, I do. Uh, yes, fire away. First and foremost, uh, you had a th- about a three and a half year dry spell. What was the first thing that you experienced once you ended? What caused that to end and how did that go? Well, so I had just been kind of like a lot of people, they get caught up in their day-to-day lives, their business lives, everything sort of starts to take over, creep in. And uh, I was very, I'm very much a type A business person and I just let my business life take over and completely crowd out, you know, any and all personal life. And, uh, I just kind of had a sort of a, an epiphany one day after, you know, just hanging out with a lot of my friends that were in great relationships and I'm noticing, you know, the affection and the chemistry. And I'm like, huh, Hey, wait a minute. I don't really have any of that going on and I'm not old and, you know, and I'm, I'm young and viable and I should be out there having fun. And I've just completely let that part of my life go. So, I very quickly changed that, turned that around, uh, found somebody and uh, decided to, not only was I going to raise that Titanic, but I was going to uh, have a bunch of different play partners, make it myself a sex bucket list and get out there, do this for a year, go crazy, document it on a podcast. And then I thought I'd be done with it. But, you know, five and a half years later, I'm still hanging around with it. So it stuck. So it went okay though. It was, it was a good experience after the the three and a half years. The first guy, I I actually honestly was super lucky. I, the guy that I ended up, you know, hooking up with as a play partner was amazing. Probably the best person to really just move me forward into, you know, back into sexy land, if you want to call it that. Uh, He was took his time, you know, was very, you know, kind of made it romantic for me, even though we knew we were just play partners. He was, you know, he understood 
what what threshold I was crossing. It was almost kind of like, I mean, I felt awkward and nervous. It was almost like having sex for the first time again. You know, it'd been so long. And uh, yeah, and he was he, he was great. And we ended up, uh, you know, we went on to have after that, you know, a lot more, you know, sexy adventures after that. But yeah, he definitely, he was the one that kicked this whole thing off. Very Sorry, nice. I know you just said a little bit ago that you had a sexy or a sex bucket list. Yes. Did you say that? Is that what you said? I really want to know what's on this list. Like, I know. Can you tell me at least a couple of them? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I wanted to explore BDSM. I wanted to do threesomes. I also wanted to learn how to squirt. And I wanted to get just get more into and better at blowjobs. I always loved oral sex, but I really wanted to kind of like hone that and just get, you know, more and more into it and really kind of understand a man's penis and how I can make, you know, how I can, how I can just make him putty in my hands by being a good dick sucker. <laughs> so I did too. That was on my bucket list too. And I actually had a girl who was really good at them. Teach me some tricks. Yes. And so, yes, that, that was scratched off my bucket list. Have you been able to scratch anything off your bucket list? Oh, uh, this was, this was year one bucket list. This, th yeah, I, th <laughs> That's, that's in the review. Yeah. I mean, like I have, oh yeah, I've been, I have been out there making my sex life a priority, getting into some, what do they, what do you, you know, what do you want to call it? Kinky fuckery, uh, you know, for five and a half years and just, and just really, really loving it. And I, I, what I love about it is this, you know, you just feel alive. It really, it's a bright spot in your day when you, decide to make your sex life a priority it's interesting how many other things sort of get better because of it so um yes yes Ritzia, i have been been just soldiering away <laughs> is there anything on the list that you would think would be very difficult to accomplish um no well i i, I okay i did think and I, oh, I also wanted to give a prostate orgasm. I did that. Um, I did think that squirting would be kind of difficult, but no, it really wasn't. I was, that's actually one of the things that just kind of, I couldn't believe I was shocked about like that. I met someone I was, I told him, you know, yeah, I wanted to try to see if I could squirt. And he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And I was like, come on. Really? You know, I, I didn't believe it. I'm thinking, who is this guy? Like, really? He thinks he knows my body better than me. Who is, who, who the heck does he think he is? The first time we were together, there wasn't a dry spot on the bed. And I left and he had this, I don't know where he slept, but because it, it was all wet. I was just like, see ya. Yeah, that was great. But um, yeah, no, it was, that, that was probably one of the biggest things that just blew me away. I still... I still light up when I talk about it because I was so cocky thinking like, who's, I thought he was cocky. Like, who's this guy think he is? Really? Come on. Okay. He's so confident. Like, oh, he's just going to come in and do it. You know, he did. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. So I love to be surprised. I love it when someone teaches me something new. When, you know, when, especially, especially a man, you know, I don't know why I say it like that, but 
It, I love it when a man really knows the female body very well. It's it's a turn on. It's 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 erotic. It's exciting, and that was definitely uh, very eye opening for me. So, what do you get out of all this podcasting, blogging, exposing yourself online? What 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 drives you to keep doing all this? Oh, that is you know what? It's funny. Nobody's ever asked me that. That's a really good question. Uh, every year. Every year, you guys, like literally, I threaten that I'm just not, I'm, I don't have another year in me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. And then I get, you know, it's really, it's really the community, I think, and the support of my listeners and the people that over, over time, you know, when I first started doing it, it was just, it was really, it was, it was a diary. It is a diary. It's, it's me documenting my sexual adventures and I'm sharing that with everybody anonymously and everything that, and there's no holds barred, you know, everything that goes along with it, the highs and the lows and the disappointments and the relationships and the casual relationships, and just everything. It's all encompassing. And, um, I just really thought it'd be fun to do for year one and that I'd go back to my vanilla life because of course, you know, once I scratched these things off my list that it wouldn't change me in any way. And I just go back to where I exactly right where I was when I started. And, um, I did not. And I, I just wanted, you know, then it, it just, it started a fire, you know, and, and think more and more grew from it. There was more things I wanted to explore. And then at that point I'd had these, I was having these great relationships with these great partners and, you know, we were being adventurous and doing all these things. And then just, I think what really, like there was that first time, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this, like the first time when you launch your podcast and you look and you see, oh my God, like 20 people downloaded it. Like, who are these people? You know, like, where are they coming from? And, it, and, and, you know, and it just grew and grew and grew. And now, you know, I, I, I get, you know, 30, 30,000 downloads plus a month and, and then people write in and they communicate with me. And then there's people that have listened along the way and I've, they followed my story and I followed theirs. And it's just really, you know, it's amazing. And every time someone says you, I listened to this episode and it changed my perspective or, you know, it changed me and I went out and did this and they get a good result, you know, or it's a positive experience for them. It really, that's what fuels me. I mean, it keeps me keeps me going. It's, it's really exciting to be able to reach people over sex. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in that same vein, since you've, you've done BDSM in the past, do you identify as a top bottom switch slave? What do you identify as? Well, I guess when I be a bottom, I mean, I just, I identify as a, just, I'm a submissive female and I really enjoy a dominant man. I, respect a dominant man. I appreciate what they bring to the table and for, you know, in, inside, both inside of the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. And it's really helped me understand and put together why up to this point in my life, these other relationships that I had didn't, didn't work out, you know, or why they weren't like, why I just couldn't quite make it work. You know, like I had these great guys, these really great guys. They were checking all the boxes, all the things that I thought that I wanted and that I needed. And I, and I, I would just be like, what is wrong with me? Like this guy's a doctor. He's, you know, 
I can't do better than this, but I literally couldn't bring myself to, you know, when you're in a relationship and it comes time to like, well, are we going to take that step? Are we going to, you know, are we going to get married? What are we going to do? What are we doing here? I just was like, oh, there's something, something's off. I don't know, you know, and I couldn't, I just couldn't quite get that deep connected place I wanted to be. Uh, And I always thought, well, maybe I just don't, can't can't go there maybe I'm not wired that way I don't know you know whatever and then I got into when I got introduced to BDSM I was like you know it was just like oh you know the heavens have opened up I'm home and it, it really just changed me yeah for the better yeah so I'm glad I just I know that now about myself that I really do that's what I need you know for a real successful relationship long term when you aren't blogging or podcasting, what do you like to do for fun? Well, I, I like to, I love yoga. I love to work out. I feel like, you know, like for me, I, I clearing my mental constipation, a dominant can do that, you know, because when you're in that subspace, it clears your mind. But, but when you're not in that mode, just like, you know, moving your body, being physical. Yo, I love, I'm a Bikram yoga. I got certified to do Bikram yoga, teach it because I've been practicing it for like 17 years. Um, I love to do yoga. I love to travel and adventures. Like I'm a, I always say I'm a yes person. I, I'm that person that when you say, when you send out that group text, like, Hey, do you want to do da, da, da. you know, didn't finish it's like the bubbles are still there and i'm like yes you know I, i'm in you know if it's any kind of adventure you want to go here you want to travel there let's do a you know a cross-country road trip let's fly you know fly to jamaica let's go to you know wherever i, I just i i love to do things and experience life and i, I kind of consider myself you know real just real adventurous you know i I love it. I love having great experiences and being with good people and and staying, you know, physically active and that's and podcast. Well, you know, you said where I'm not podcasting, but yeah, when I'm not, so when I'm not doing that, I'm I'm out just trying to have have as much fun as I can. So, in a past episode, you spoke about a dangerous meetup. What what red flags did you see or realize later, and how? Did this change your future interactions? Yes. So I did an episode. This was uh, in year one, I believe. Might have been year. I might have been one and a half, somewhere around there. I uh, no, it was year one. I, I what? Well, it didn't end up being dangerous, but but when I got out of it, I was like, oh, this this could have just gone really really bad. And I so I podcasted about it because I wanted to share, like you know, hey, I do stupid shit too, and please don't do this. And <laughs> don't, don't do this. <laughs> There's a lot of things I tell you, oh, you should do try this. It's fun. No, this was a bad, this was bad operating procedure. Um, so when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm out there in the dating world, casual dating world, um, I have sort of like a, I have a kind of a procedure that I follow. And that is that I never just meet somebody cold. And a lot of guys want to do that. And I, this is the one time I broke from that. I, um, usually it's that, you know, we'll chat a little bit and then, you know, text back and forth. And then I want to get on the phone and let's, you know, I'd like to hear, you know, hear your voice. You can tell a lot about someone from their voice. 
you know, we are we're we're auditory as as podcasters. I feel like I pick up a lot from you know I can I can hear I just I pick up a lot from people's verbal skills, and um, and then and then I want to go and just meet you somewhere where you know um, we sit and meet and it's not about have going leaving from that location to have sex. It's just about deciding whether or not we have chemistry you know, what the next step would be, you know, whether or not this has any potential, and then we'll move it forward from there. So uh, in this instance, I had just uh, talked to him on the phone, and he had sent me some pictures, and they were a lot younger, they weren't representational of, you know, of him in his current state. And I met him in a hotel room, and I walked in and, you know, he closed the door and just very quickly started kissing me before I could even like really look, get a look at his face. And when I did, I was like, oh shit, you know, this guy doesn't look like he said he, he looks different. It's him, but it's different. And I just felt very uncomfortable when he was very, you know, just on me and making out with me and, 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 you know, I, I'm, it's a, I'm ashamed to say like I just I just went with it you know I because I didn't want to like I guess embarrass him and say whoa you know wait a minute you're not you didn't represent yourself properly and so when I left after that I thought boy that could have just gone so many different ways and so many bad ways and I will never do that again so I called that one ugly fucking that's how you end up ugly fucking you don't want to ugly fuck yeah, uh, I I have the same procedure you do with the chatting, then the phone talking, and then meeting in person. It's, but I do that with my play partners too. Like personal, yeah. when I meet them the first time, like always in a public place. Always, always make sure I have yeah, yeah. security and stuff there. So I, and I, I, I would have to agree with that. Like that process you have, you always stick with it. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. like, I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm embarrassed to tell that story, but I feel like it's helpful and valuable and that, um, you know, you need to, you know, have your procedure and stick to it and don't break it for anybody, no matter what, because there's a reason that that's in place and it's going to, you know, keep you out of trouble. And I mean, like I said, that just could have gone, even though, you know, I'm in a hotel room, I mean, you know, you can still get hacked to pieces in a hotel room or, you know, or, you know, or raped or, you know, whatever. I mean, it just, there just could have been, you know, it just could have been really funky. So, uh, and and to boot, he wasn't that attractive to me. So I was like, God damn it, I ugly fucked. How'd that happen? You know, so because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Because, you know, and I think that's, I think that women, we have that wired into us. Like, I didn't want to hurt this guy's feelings. And I should have been more like, it's not my fault that he misrepresented himself, you know. And, and I should have been more like, hey, you know. Uh, I should have been stronger and more, more as I usually am. And, and I was very surprised that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't acting in my normal fashion. Normally, I mean, I, I don't have any problem standing up for, you know, just with that, but for some reason it just was, the whole thing was, was weird. So, uh, yeah, that's my ugly fucking story. So what advice would you give to people interested in documenting their sex life in the same way you have? I mean, what pitfalls have you run into that other people should avoid? Pitfalls. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, 
I'm real okay. I'm really, really glad that I started out doing this anonymously. I've talked to a lot of people that podcast that don't that didn't really know, like maybe they weren't sure they started out, they weren't sure the direction of their show. It was kind of sexual or it was in that genre. And and or, you know, fast forward a couple of years and their life's considerably changed and now they wish they just didn't have it out there that you know, they're a podcaster talking about sex or whatever, you know, anything kind of generically under that umbrella. And I would suggest that, you know, if anybody wants to do it, hey, it's very podcasting is, you know, pretty straightforward and easy to do. Even if you're not techie, I, I am not techie. I was not techie. It, you, you know, if you listen to my first episodes, you can tell how not techie I am. Now I, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't think you haven't had an intro. It was like, hey, here I am. You know, I just went right for it. And it was recording right out of my computer. I mean, there's no microphone. It was just a computer mic. I mean, you know, I, I have bad recordings where I'm touching the microphone over and over. You know, and it's like sounds like shit. But, you know, I'm like, I was just so happy to be putting out an episode. I didn't care. But, um, you know, uh, if you, you know, if you if you think there's even a one or two percent chance that maybe you might not want somebody knowing about this, just do it anonymously. Just, you know, I think we're, we're, you know, we've all done that pretty well. And, um, again, you know, here it is five and a half years later. I mean, I'll be six years, December 19th will be the start of my sixth season. And, you know, nobody's basically, nobody's caught me yet, you know, and I always crack up when, when, uh, people say, I don't know if I can be on your show because, Someone recognize my voice, and I'm like, trust me, your voice is just not that distinctive. I know we all think, like, we all think, like someone's gonna recognize me, but you know what? They really don't. I mean, we're not that recognizable as much as we think we are. We're really not. So, and if they're listening, you know, well, then they're into that too. So, anyway, um, I would, so. I would say just keeping the, you know, just just do your best to keep your anonymity, keep your privacy. Don't. Make sure that your website's secure. It doesn't, there's no way that people can find your address or really what your real name is if you want to be anonymous and who you are. Um, and, uh, and don't give out, you know, any, anything too personal about yourself. Um, you know, you just kind of, you have to be smart. Just be smart about it. Yeah, I was just thinking on that point. Like if someone told me that, I'm like, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Like how is one person going to recognize you? Eight billion. <laughs> That's pretty good odds if one person can recognize you and eight billion people. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I felt like, you know, in the beginning, it felt like I was doing something naughty. So I was like, oh, it's kind of, kind of, it's, I got off a little bit. It was like a little bit of a thrill, right? Like I'm doing this podcast and I could get caught. Well, and then I hear I'm like, I'm still like, I'm doing this podcast and I could get caught, you know, like, it's, okay, nobody's caught me. You know, like it, I almost... I, I shouldn't say this, like, I'll have to, like, I don't want to put it out there, like, in the universe, but, like, I almost feel like it's about time somebody caught me, like, God damn it, you know, <laughs> but, no, <laughs> you know, um, no, I, yeah, I mean, I, and I've, no, you know, and I've had tons of guests on and guys that I have, you know, play partners will come on and that's fun too. And they get to hear the banter back and forth and hear about our, our dynamic and, um, our, our, you know, sexual adventures and things like that. And they don't, nobody's caught them either. I mean, it's really, it, it, 
we're we're not the it it like you said. There's eight billion people. We're kind of like we're just drops in the bucket. I mean, we all like to think for that. You know, like oh no, we're we're way more known than we are. Well, not really. <laughs> Yeah. So a, a question we like to ask all of our guests, just because it's silly and ridiculous, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, no, no? I, no, you, uh-uh. I don't mind fruit with my meat. Well, I don't eat meat, number one, but um, fruit with like cheese. I love fruit with cheese, right? So uh, that's good. But, um, but no, you can't, I don't want fruit on my pizza. The pizza... <laughs> The pizza is pristine. We need to. Well, tomatoes are fruit. We need to preserve it. It, it, there's a, we could debate that. We could debate that. Yeah. No, I say they're a vegetable uh, because I juice them. So to me, they're, and I don't juice any fruits. I only juice vegetables. (laughs) So to me, don't burst my bubble. I don't, we don't need to get into the kingdom phylum genus class species. Like, (laughs) we're going to. We're going to leave it as, you know, as, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't like sweet stuff on my, I don't want anything sweet on my pizza, but I love pineapple. Pineapple's great. Yeah. Just, I don't like them together. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's always a fun question because some people bring out like pitch torches and pitchforks when it comes to pineapple on pizza, but it's just a nice fun question to ask. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I, I think, I think if you had see, I would think if you ate meat, the the you know it's kind of like prosciutto and melon or you know like there's that there's that kind of fruit can kind of go with meat but i don't eat meat so it it would just be you know it's just the i'm looking at the fruit and cheese combo and i don't want my i love it i love that like on a charcuterie board you know with some nuts and things like that but not (laughs) not in the pizza land no no right i'm just gonna have to say it's that's a firm no a hard limit, as it It's were. a hard limit. It's a hard limit. But I, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not prejudiced against anybody that likes pineapple on their pizza. They're, they're, they're still well, okay with me. Thanks. My, my partner frequently tells a story of, uh, of uh, raping a vegan with a corn dog, which was kind of funny. That, uh, ah! It was just like. Uh, <laughs> Is this true? That's part of a scene. Yeah, it's part of no. a scene. No. Was it a was it was it a vegan? They have vegan corn dogs. Was it a vegan corn dog? It was, but the person was oh. not a, aware of that fact. So <gasps> it, to them, it was just a regular. Oh, that's interesting. It was, that's interesting. It was just yeah. you know messing with someone's mind. A lot, a lot of things that one of the fun things we do in our in our type of scene is mind fuckery, and uh, so just messing with someone's perception of what's actually happening, even though it's completely safe. Yeah. Yeah. This partner's really good. At hey, I'm up for I, I, I love a good mind fuck, just like you know everybody else. It's it is it's it's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know about the corn like dog. For, I don't know about that. That's that that might be that's a hard limit. Don't you can't stick a hard uh, you know you can't stick a a corn dog in any hole <laughs> in my body. <laughs> that's a good that's a good outtake. <laughs> the one of the things that. Uh, for example, we had somebody who wanted to do a, a they were very uh, monogamous, but they wanted to do a gangbang scene. They wanted to to have multiple partners. So we came up with a way to make it work by blindfolding them and then have each individual person whisper in their ear, but their partner was the one doing all the sex work. 
So it was, uh, and of course we had a little bit of fun with that person too. We're like, oh, so I'm going to fuck you harder now. That's, or I'm going to. That's hot. I like that. That's a really good idea. That's very creative. Kudos. Did you think of that? Who thought of that? Yes, I did actually. That was, uh, uh, that was one of my. A plus, A plus. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'll tell you I something. I to accommodate. I'll tell you something. That's the one thing that I was always so blown away about, you know, about my past dominant was that he was so creative. Like I never knew what was coming next. Like there wasn't, it wasn't, it never got redundant. You know, we didn't, he just always had something new and interesting and, you know, it was fun. I mean, of course we, you know, yeah, you do, you know, you'll, you re you have your repeats, like, you know, you like shower sex, you have a lot of shower sex, whatever. But just when it came to the actual scenes in the play, you know, it really was like so creative. And I just, I, I want people to know that's, you know, a big part too of why I do this podcast. I just want people to know, like, you can be so creative with this stuff. Like there's just, there's so much to, there's, when, once you start going down the rabbit hole, woo, I mean, you know, there's just so much and, you know, you're only really limited by your, you know, you're just your own, you know, imagination and your ability to just want to try new things and be, you know, be adventurous. So I strongly encourage everybody, you know, to, you got to get some kink in your life, people. For sure. Yeah. Well, Layla, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. I'm glad we could we could sit around, have some fun, ask some fun questions, and and talk about it. where can they find you if they're interested in looking you up. Yes, uh, well, um, I keep it really easy for everyone. Uh, you can just go to my website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and you can leave me a voicemail there if you want to. Just you can email me, leave me a voicemail. I love voicemails. There's a pink tab on the right hand side of my website. You can just Click that and you can leave me up to a five minute voicemail and let it rip and I will get back to you personally or you can email me and then if you scroll down at the bottom there, you'll have all my links to all my social media and you can reach me there too and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I hear from from some of you guys because I really love the feedback. Yeah, and just so my listeners know, we are doing this as a collaboration between her podcast and ours. So if you'd like to hear a few questions that she had for us, feel free to go to her podcast and listen to our interview over there. So I really hope that you get a chance to do it. Yeah. But we do appreciate you coming on the show today. It was a lot of fun. And um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys yes. so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, again, I cannot wait. We did two great podcasts today and I can't wait to post yours up. I will make sure that um, I tag you in all my socials and uh, I'll be creating a nice little outtake reel for you guys that you can post up just with some of the best little uh, zingers that you threw out there. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get that up. And hopefully yeah, your listeners should come and just listen to you because I always tell my, my listeners it's it's different when... See, when other people are asking you questions, you know, they'll they'll get into things that you don't think to talk about yourself or that you haven't covered before. So it's always great to listen when, you know, when your favorite podcaster is on another podcast, because that host is going to get they're going to pull some nuggets out that, you know, haven't been covered before. So it's always it's always fun and exciting. And as always, stay kinky, my friends. Check us out on the web, the web. at kinkinthechain.com. Follow us on Twitter at Kink Chain Show. We don't bite.
Unless you ask nice. Have feedback or want to submit a question for a future show? Send your emails to podcast at kinkinthechain.com.